Welcome to Green Tea, sustainable stories from Bowdoin's campus and beyond. My name is Holden Turner. And I'm Juliette Min. Green Tea is a production of the Office of Sustainability at Bowdoin College, sharing the perspectives of students, staff, and community members. Hi, so today we have Nayla Corey, who will share about Bowdoin's work with the UN Sustainable Development Goals. Hi, Nayla, can you introduce yourself to everyone on the podcast and your role at Bowdoin? Yeah, well, first, good morning, Julia and Holden. Good morning. Good morning. It's so nice to be here. Thank you for having me. Um, so my name is Nayla Corey. I'm a junior studying economics and chemistry at Bowdoin. Um, it's an awesome combination that combines my love of understanding processes with the more technical aspects of elements. And as you know, elements make up everything in the world. And so it's really cool. It's really cool to have this cross section um, between the two disciplines. And it really ties in well to my work in the sustainability department. Yeah, great. How did you first get into economics and chemistry? Like, why these two? And can you, can you speak to like what your passion is for these two? Of course, it goes back to high school. I've okay. always had a love of medicine and spent a lot of time in hospitals and medical centers mm-hmm. uh, where I then realized that there's a lot of backend support that's needed for these institutions to run yeah. and to serve people. And so coming into Bowdoin, I decided to study economics and with each class, I learned more and more about the factors that drive consumers and producers to make decisions. And that didn't prevent me from continuing my love of science Mm -hmm. in chemistry. One of my favorite classes here has been organic chemistry and really understanding the ways that carbon and oxygen bonds make up a lot of what we do and um, even got to make a sulfathiazole drug, which is an antibiotic. So... There's a lot of real-world applications to both of these fields. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense with the real-world applications. I mean, because we as college students, we want to go out and we want to make a difference in what we're doing. Fantastic. Can you tell us more about your work with the Sustainability Office? Can you tell us about your history with the Office of Sustainability and what you do now and what's different? Yes. So I started working for the Sustainability Office as a college house eco-rep which was a lot of fun, a living in Quimby, and um, I had the interesting role of understanding why Quimby's temperature varied largely <laughs> between yeah. one floor or the other, or one hallway to the yeah. next. Um, and that sort of reinforced my love of understanding processes. And, you know, Bethany used to always say, um, it seems like you really like to understand why things run the way they do. And I think it's true. Um, and that role has sort of morphed into um, in, in official, unofficial capacity to talk to facilities members and, um, you know, members of Bowdoin administration and, um, you know, why are we doing the things we're doing on this campus and um, what is needed for, for things to run smoothly efficiently, but also taking into account, um, you know, the social aspect of decisions. Um, And so that's led me here to working on the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals, where we're hoping to further the college's climate ESG 
um, initiatives on campus. And, you know, it's, it's really great because the 17 goals really align with what Bowdoin's mission is, and that's to serve the common good. Um, yeah, I remember I was in the same eco rep group with Nayla last year, and every single time we talked about anything that involved like a processy, like Nayla would be the first one to be like, "Can you tell me more about that? Like, what does that mean?" <laughs> I think a lot of eco reps share that knowledge. I mean, or that um, more maybe it's better to say many eco reps share that drive for understanding how things work on campus because really we are kind of dealing with the underlying infrastructure in a way of what's going on here at, at the college. Mm -hmm. So the SDGs, as far as I, I have experience with them, are these 17 building block goals that together kind of represent what um, sustainable development could look like for the world. So how did you, what do these re represent for you and what, what's, what's like your vision going forward for the college in interacting with these goals? It's a great question. Um, these 17 goals have the ability to transform our world and many of them are already in place. You know, Bowdoin has done a really great job of making sure that students and their staff members are at the forefront of the decisions they're making. And so it's, it's been, you know, I wouldn't want to say easy, but it's, it has been not difficult to search for different clubs, organizations, academic or administrative departments, student groups that fulfill these goals. And um, I could break them down for you very quickly, but there's 17 of them. Sure. Um, and the first one is no poverty. The second is zero hunger. Third is good health and well-being. The fourth is quality education. Fifth is gender equality. The sixth is clean water and sanitation. Seventh, affordable and clean energy. Eighth, decent, decent work and economic growth. The ninth, industry, innovation, and infrastructure, one of my favorites. <laughs> um, 10, reduced inequalities. 11, sustainable cities and communities. 12, responsible consumption and production. 13, climate action. 14, looking at life below water. 15, and then looking at life on land. 16, peace, justice, and strong institutions. Mm -hmm. And 17 is partnerships for the goals. Very and cool. so, you know, looking at only one of these goals is not enough. It's really about looking at the large picture and really investigating how one would relate to the next and then the next and how the coordination of these goals is important um you can't reduce inequality you can't reduce inequality without looking at gender equality you can't look at no poverty without looking at zero hunger climate action relates to sustainable cities relates to life on land and below water relates to clean energy and so a lot of the work that Bowdoin is doing with their you know, climate action plans is in line with this, as well as their DEI work, which is very important, um, also in line with these goals. So if they exist as this network of interrelated projects and ideas and um, structures going forward, 
where have you started and where have you started that conversation with people on campus? Yeah, it's a great question. It's everywhere. I mean, these goals can be found everywhere on this campus, whether that's the McKean Center, fulfilling the goals of, or furthering the goals of no poverty, zero hunger, quality education, peace justice for institutions, whether that's the dining service, looking at, again, zero hunger, responsible consumption and production, or even bone women in business, looking at decent work and economic opportunities for women, which relates to the fifth goal of gender equality, or even student activities, which focuses on the good health and well-being of students. They're really everywhere, and I think it's uh, been overwhelming in some ways because there's so many different organizations and departments on campus that, that are aligned with these goals and really trying to identify all of these groups. Can you tell me more about uh, your, you noted that your favorite sustainable development goal is industry innovation and interface infrastructure. Can you tell me more about why it is your favorite and what about it just makes you so, um, so interested, so passionate about it? Yeah, so the ninth goal stood out for me, one, because it relates to most of the other goals, but two, because um, it really ties into the idea that Bone students are innovative and looking for new solutions. Um, and as eco-reps, we work very closely with infrastructure, as Holden, you mentioned, um, you know, look, going back to the Quimby example and understanding why the heating system you know, is the way it is. And, then understanding Bowdoin's campus and history and some of the older buildings need to be weatherized and so that also plays into it. I think the ninth most closely relates to the 11th goal of sustainable cities and communities. Mm -hmm. And I think you know, it's meaningful to me because of my urban economics class that I'm currently taking with mm -hmm. Pro Professor Jessica LaVoyce. Mm -hmm. um, and it's a part of an, the initiative to expand the urban studies minor and mm -hmm. department. Are you an urban studies minor? I am not. I did look into it, but um, I don't think with the one year left at Bowdoin that it will work out. But it, it doesn't mean that it's not important to me. And I think really understanding why people move the way they do, how segregation plays into the effects that people feel over time and mm -hmm. um, zoning laws or uh, the construction of highways through neighborhoods, something that we talk about in class. And so they're all important features of building cities or expanding towns that decision makers need to think about um, to make sure that it is equitable and that we aren't putting anyone at risk who doesn't have the voice to stand up for themselves. Absolutely. And pieces of infrastructure like that, you gave the example of highways going through neighborhoods they're one of the most lasting things that people are making on their environments. And so really putting in thoughtful decision-making about where those are put and how they're put in place is incredibly important. And it feels like that should be part of everyone's education about how to make those good, thoughtful decisions. For sure. And it's, it's a lot of things that towns and municipalities are thinking about now and really glad to see that shift towards private companies, profit-generating companies, looking at these ESG measures mm -hmm. and really trying to stand up for goals that are aligned with, with these 17. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's really good to see that. Yeah, 
So Nayla, looking ahead to, let's say a year from now, what's the, what's something you want to see happen on campus in related to the SDGs? Mm -hmm. If you could see something come to fruition out of this and a tangible effect on campus, what would it be? Yeah, so our goal for this semester is to have a page on the Bowdoin website mm -hmm. um, as a directory for all of these organizations mm -hmm. um, and connect users, whether that be students or more external people to understand and be able to find groups on campus that are aligned with these goals. Mm -hmm. I think that will carry on into next year's work with a lot of the academic departments now offering courses that are very aligned with this department, with these goals. And I'm hoping that will continue and I'm sure it will. Definitely. And that sort of work is very important for connecting people and really establishing Bowdoin as like a hub for sustainability work directed through the SDGs. Yes. And I mentioned the mission earlier, but it's truly what, what Bowdoin's been built around you know, since 1794. And it's something that we're now doing in, in the more modern world with the UN coming out with these goals. And really, as the world becomes a more global place, you know, Bowdoin stays on the map with it's amazing initiatives. You know, I think something that would be really interesting, super fun, is like if, you know how we all go onto Classfinder every, at the beginning of every semester to look for classes? Mm -hmm. It would be very interesting to see if we could get each class to be categorized as uh, like a, I don't know, like teaching or embodying like a certain type of sustainable development goal so that students can see like all the ways in which would vote in, it would incentivize professors to teach classes that more closely align with like sustainability. I don't know, I think it would be interesting for students to see, um, see things through that sustainability lens. Oh, that's, uh, that's such a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. That, no, just a thought. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's a visible way for, for students and professors yeah. to yeah. see the impact that these goals have in an academic setting. Yeah, it seems like the 17 uh, sustainable development goals are like, I feel like they should be known to everyone in a way. Like we should make it, you know, visible for everyone to see it in some way. And I love that we're putting together a website so that everyone can explore those options and see what, what they can do to, you know, learn more about each development goal. They are kind of, the, it's the, the current great global challenge is to figure out the, these goals and to learn how to apply them in a way that that marries development with sustainability. Development not necessarily in the sense of growth, but development in, in the sense of growing together, like being able to construct systems that work for everyone. So it is it is a, a great global challenge. And and I think people like the and I think these goals are also very flexible in that they can be applied to certain places, like the Maine like Maine for instance. Yeah, and I think Bowdoin situated in Maine is also an extraordinary opportunity to really place these goals, being on the ocean and with the Schiller Coastal Studies Center renovated, you know, the 14th goal of life below water can really be explored more. And I talk about um, life on land and the ecosystems in Maine and in the group mid-coast area are amazing and just like the amount of research that can be done and reflection 
out in nature are also really important for these for the development of these development goals in, in a practical sense. Yeah. Yeah, so we're curious, Nayla, what besides your work with sustainable development goals at the Office of Sustainability, what else are you involved with on campus? Yeah. Yeah. So I mentioned that there's still a passion for medicine and so I still am a member of the Pre-Health Society and, and serve as one of its leaders where we connect students with different health professions and host alumni panels where students interested in pursuing a medical degree can understand more about the field and what it's like to work in it. And so that's, that's one of the other hats I play on campus. Another one is more in the finance financial sector. Mm -hmm. um, so as one of the executive board members on smart room securities, we are part of a national chapter. And so the organization's goal is to bring women into finance and provide them with the technical skills as well as the confidence levels needed to work in a male dominated field. And it's very exciting to see the sector move in the right direction after many years of it being um, homogenous. And so Smart Room Securities provides young students, young female students with um, some technical skills, as I mentioned, but also completing an investment pitch project at the end of the year. And so that's currently what we're working on with the girls and have brought in a few alumni to provide some more contextual knowledge yeah. um, and have actually included an ESG measure as part of the way they, they are going to value companies in their mm -hmm. stock pitch. So exciting work and it's great to see the, the merge um, of my work in sustainability and finance. And I, I mentioned a lot of profitable companies and private companies are really pushing towards understanding their impact through these ESG lens Mm -hmm. um, and to me, the environmental, social, and governance measure lens is highly related to the UN Sustainable Development Goals. And so that's really, really exciting. I think my time at the Federal Reserve this past summer really shed light on the importance of policies that will further sustainable growth and you know, not just the climate, but also the sustainability of people. Yeah, I was just, as you were speaking, I was just thinking about how uh, the work that you do with the pre-health um, stuff and then also the Sprint Securities is so, they all closely align with UN Sustainable Development Goals. Definitely. It's, I, I love the spot I'm in where I get to see a lot of the different activities and, and different initiatives of campus and sort of then bring all that knowledge into how can we further these goals. It's really cool to be a part of a bunch of different things that all have one unifying um, aspect. Well, it's a real compliment to you, and not only that you're able to bring these all together, but that um, all of them have to do with the way that things work on a much deeper level. Mm -hmm. And so that you're really trying to immerse yourself in the architecture of our um, sustainable development world going forward is amazing. So Nayla, I know when you this, I think this summer and maybe going forward, I think you are going to be entering into the finance world, right? 
Yeah. Um, so I'm curious how you are thinking about maybe implementing what you are doing with sustainability and then also your background with chemistry and like medicine into what you want to do in the finance world going forward. Yes. So very excited that this summer I'll be working at Piper Sandler as an investment banking summer analyst. Um, and oftentimes I think, oftentimes IB gets gets a bad rep for, for being you know, more of the fratty, one could say, job path that people go into. But I think it's more than that. I think being able to provide capital um, and resources to companies that otherwise wouldn't be able to is amazing and for these companies to be able to grow and expand and serve more people is ultimately the goal of investment banks and I always give the example of a telecom company in the Midwest that is trying to reach more people in the region without the, the advisory role that we play um, the company may not be able to expand due to lack of resources and so I, I think it's a really neat job to be situated in a lot of investment banks are also focusing on these ESG measures and how we can provide capital and resources to companies that are trying to further these goals as well. Um, really taking into account their carbon footprint, their social impact, and really how they're going to influence the communities that they will develop in. You've mentioned a few times this um, ESG measure, um, and I'm really curious about it. Is, is this something that a lot of companies and um, investment people have been thinking about recently or has this been a long has this been a, a thing long time coming yeah it's definitely increased in popularity use the past couple of years mm -hmm. uh, there's been a shift to really caring about others um, despite being a profit generating company and that's that's really the goal moving forward um, and so ESG stands for environmental social and governance and how is a company measured against its environmental impact so mining companies often have to worry about their environmental impact mm -hmm. the social aspect when we're going in i always the same mining example when foreign investors are coming into a country maybe it's argentina for their lithium how are we going to influence the indigenous communities there if we're a company in new york city how are we going to further the development of social society really and the governance aspect and is how we're related to the government and to different policy decisions and they're all closely aligned and they're all equally important very cool it's it's a great measurement it seems for look really taking a reflexive look at oneself looking in the mirror and and saying like what am i really trying to accomplish for uh, for a company with a, a mission both to provide that capital but also to make sure that they are doing good as well, working for the common good. Exactly. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah not just working for the common good at the expense of themselves, but I think consumer demand is really driving more towards these sustainable goals. And so I think it's it's a really hopeful thing to, to know that not only are businesses obligated in a way mm -hmm. to follow these ESG guidelines, but also they, they have to in order to survive as a company. But there is the added benefit that yes, you need to do it in order to um, meet the consumer demand or else you're not going to truly really succeed as a company going forward. At least I think that's the trend these days. Exactly. And a lot of consumers now are very aware and 
making conscious decisions about where they're buying their products, as yeah. you mentioned. And it's, mm-hmm. you know, companies that have a high risk in the ESG field will, will suffer. That's great to know. Mm-hmm. Great to point out. Thank you. We can last ask this question that we ask all of our podcast guests. And that question is, Nila, what does sustainability mean to you? Um, yeah, I think in the context of the UN Sustainable Development Goals, sustainability to me means to further people or groups, companies, cities or towns, as well as uninhabited land. And making sure that they will be there for the next generation. And I think these goals really, really have that in mind, really taking care of each person all the way up to each country, the globe. Sustainability ranges from the one person and their well-being all the way up to the country, international perspective, and the globe. Because ultimately, if many people are not taken care of, the world is not taken care of. Mm-hmm. Lovely perspective. Nayla, thank you so much for joining us today, and we're so happy to have you on the show. Over the course of the spring 2021 semester, Green Tea will be sharing stories from students, staff, and community members around Bowdoin College. Stay tuned for more episodes, and thanks for listening.